0: Hey, I'm Mike Bruce, the founder and CEO of Visible. As you scale your company, having the right guides at your side can make all of the difference. Each episode we'll talk to fellow founders, investors, and experts. We'll dive into their zone of genius as well as hear about their past mistakes to give you a better chance of success. This
1: podcast is for Founders by Founders. This is the Founders Forward.
0: All right, cool. Trey, so first things first, would love to just get this started with you introducing yourself and giving us the one minute
1: elevator pitch on Amplia yeah awesome thanks uh thanks so much for having me clay um yeah so i'm I'm trey clausen i am based in atlanta um i am co-founder and ceo for for amplio um i am most recently coming from uh from georgia pacific uh i was leading the international logistics capability at gp uh, and then before that had experience with with flexport um uh, eight billion dollar uh logistics startup uh, so my my entire career has been in in logistics and supply chain, uh, living, breathing, and uh, sometimes feeling like I'm dying because of of the supply chain difficulties. Uh, and we we started at Amplio really to solve the the problems that that I experienced firsthand, and uh, and I saw others, uh, my my customers experiencing. Uh, so A- Amplio is is building resilience in our customers' supply chains by detecting risk of material shortages across our customers' parts, products, and suppliers by extracting our customers' purchasing patterns, augmenting that with supplier data, and then creating a a risk signal or a risk score for uh, for each of their parts. Uh, And once one of our users recognizes that they have a risk of of a material shortage, we connect them with with alternative sources of supply so that they're able to ensure that they maintain the continuity of supply and uh, don't ever um, have a line down uh, situation with their production. Nice.
0: Nice. We, uh, I didn't even send over a question on this, but just going kind of off script. I know supply chain shortages have kind of been like a macro issue now for the past six, seven, eight, nine months. Um, do you want to just give like a high level overview on why we're having supply chain shortages in the states and what some of the ramifications of that could be for
1: just everyday consumers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um so this is this is an incredibly fascinating uh problem in uh in in the, the, the US economy and the in the global economy. Uh and it's it's a confluence of, of a number of factors. So the the supply chain is a complex adaptive system. There are a number of variables that are interacting on a, on a daily basis. And so it's it's almost impossible to completely unwind uh how we've arrived where we've arrived. Uh, but the, the the main factors that have uh have Led to to where we are right now. The the biggest, of course, is is COVID. Uh, so when when um, when organizations shut down at the very beginning of COVID, uh, it it stopped the the regular supply of of goods and materials. Um, and one of the the really uh, interesting uh, facets of that is that uh, most of the goods that that we buy and that we're using on a daily basis arrive into the U.S. via um, ocean freight transportation. And so when, when COVID shut the world down, uh, these uh, these vessels that are normally moving around the world in, a, in an orchestrated ballet stopped for about two to three months. So there, there was no product coming in, uh, no product uh, in, in large part going back out. And so it disrupted the normal flow of goods. Um, then, with the financial stimulus that that was interjected into the economy, um, we were all at home, had nothing to do, and so uh, people started, me included, started using our uh, all, all the the excess money uh, to to buy uh, physical goods, and so the demand increased, accelerated, skyrocketed for for physical products. Um, and there just isn't infrastructure in um, in the, the world supply chain to be able to deal with all the the, the goods and the, the physical products that we're moving around the world. Um, yeah, and so so those are are really the the two biggest factors that have have resulted into uh, into into where we are. And then specifically thinking about about Amplio, we're we're targeting the electronics ecosystem. And it's, it's really that accelerated uh, demand that is crippling the supply chain in the electronics uh, ecosystem, uh, where demand for semiconductors and transistors and connectors has has accelerated so much over the last several years. There just isn't enough supply in, in the, the market to be able to match the demand uh, that, that consumers have for connected products. Um, as I saw very recently, a sofa that has a semiconductor in it to measure measure weight and changes in weight for the people that are sitting on the sofa. Uh, and so uh, it li- literally everything is, is going to be connected in the near future. Uh, so um, as, as the demand continues to accelerate, it's gonna be increasingly difficult to find the, the right supply to match that demand.
0: Huh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Of
1: like I've understood at like a very basic level,
0: like why there's supply chain shortages. I haven't gone that deep though, but you obviously have, so that's really helpful. That's kind of the macro. But getting back to Amplio, um, how long have you guys been around?
1: We launched last summer, so uh, we we launched from from High Alpha Innovation and in Coke Industries uh, as part of a venture studio, uh, and uh, launched last summer. Nice,
0: nice. Been around almost a year um yep. you want to talk through getting over the the cold star problem and just acquiring the first customer like what was that process like
1: yeah so i, I have the the benefit from coming from within within coke industries uh i i was able to make strong connections um with with, with folks uh, as we were battling dealing with um, with with supply chain uh, crises, and so was was able to form relationships before before launching Amplio that have have been able to result in uh, in in the the, the first customer, um, and then same same thing with with subsequent customers as well. It's 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 really drawing from within my network that I've I've built uh, and that Taha has built uh, in our in our experiences previously. Uh, so my mind coming from from Flexport in Cununagel, so uh, basically called up the people that I knew and and said that I was starting a startup up um, to to address supply chain risk at detecting these these material shortages and was was able to um, uh, work together with with uh, some some visionaries that were experiencing the problem and, and were willing to be design partners with us early on nice what um so what's that process
0: like in terms of I guess a sales cycle of like get I mean huge benefit of getting to know them and having a relationship before reaching out with an ask but then from that point forward, like what is the like how many steps are involved just to get them to say yes to be a design partner and maybe get their logo on the website?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so we we believe really strongly that when people use our product, that they will want to uh want to want to engage in a long-term relationship with us. And so we really prioritize getting getting customer data, getting them using our, our product as quickly as possible. And so we've we've built a a pilot program where we take customer data, upload it into our platform, allow users to use it for for 30 to 45 days so that they have a, a turnover of, of inventory and they're really able to see the, the value of of detecting the material shortages and then our ability to connect them with with alternative sources of supply uh so we we believe so strongly in uh in, in that that pilot program that, that we want as, as many people running pilots with us as possible so that we can convert then to to a long-term uh relationship with them uh and and so as as we continue to to build out um build out the customer base for for amplio it's it's really it's it's connecting with folks that that are that are in our network, but then also in the networks of our customers. Um, the the long term value of of Amplio is our ability to build data network effects. Um, and and so as, as each new uh, as each new supplier, each new customer comes on on board, each new part comes on board in our in our platform, it automatically makes the value of the risk score uh, uh, that that much more more valuable for for our customer base, uh, and so so the, the model is is being enriched uh, over time, and it's creating value for for everybody that's in the in, in the network. Um, so the the goal is is really to create this this virtuous cycle um of, of 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 folks that are are within our customer network.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And you all monetize just through subscription model?
1: Yeah, so so currently we're we're monetizing through a SaaS subscription and then we're also building building a, a marketplace as well that that we will 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 monetize. Nice. Yeah, I was just thinking like anytime
0: you're selling subscription and you can like you're saving your customers money and you can just like package up the offering it's just like a no-brainer solution it's like yeah like we're going to charge x we're going to save you like 10x of that and you could provide data for that of just like cost savings it just makes that decision of like selling the software so much easier i was wondering if you have like any plans to do that with all the data capture you're capturing right now from yeah the,
1: from the pilot customers yeah, yeah. Work. exactly. yeah. so so that's that's one of the the biggest challenges that that I've seen in Taha, my co-founder has seen. Um, with with SaaS uh, SAS products in the supply chain world is is the ability to demonstrate ROI, and so that that's something that we've thought really deeply about uh, early on in, in in building Amplio. And so the the way that we're measuring our ROI for our customers is is against their purchase price variance. So that's essentially what what is what what's the price at which their parts have been uh, designed into into their supply chain, and then what's the price at which they're actually Buying and securing that inventory, and so um, our ability to deliver value is the ability to drive that purchase price variance down as close to what the the design price is for for yeah. the, for that part. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Have you thought about including like some public facing, like pricing calculator or like cost savings calculator on the website, just as like almost a growth tool when you think about expansion? It's just like qualified customer comes to the website, they're able to plug in like three, four variables. And it populates yeah. like, oh, I'm able to save this much. Like I should have a demo call,
1: but. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. We hadn't thought about that, but that's actually a really great idea. We, we have the data available, so that would be a, a, a great way to, to 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 capture growth pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an awesome idea.
0: Yeah, I'll try to shoot you over. I was literally just looking at a company the other day that does something similar, like white labeled service, just lets you like plug in to your website, just like embed this directly wherever you want. And um yeah, it's just like- Yeah, that's know, fascinating. Know. I'll shoot that over right after this um cool jumping all over the place with questions but uh, yeah no
1: worries
0: (laughs) you've uh you've been doing this for a while what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody starting a company
1: yeah so i'm I'm not great at following rules so i I have two pieces of advice (laughs) uh one one is product related and one is is personal uh so the, the first one product related um starting a startup the, the the value and competitive advantage of startups is the ability to to move quickly and iterate quickly um and so with that there are so many opportunities to pursue um but incredibly limited resources so there's only a few people on our team so the the number one piece of advice that 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 um Taha and I have received and are now executing on is just relentless focus. So there is is one thing that we need to be prioritizing each week. There's one thing that we need to be prioritizing each month. And one one thing we need to be prioritizing each quarter and other other priorities are great. But unless we're executing against that number one priority, then then we've we've lost focus. Uh, and so it it is easy to get distracted by the, the shiny objects that that are around. Um, but but it is it is really critical to think about. Um, yeah, what is what is the primary focus? what What's the thing that can kill me uh, and, and kill the company and then ensure that that doesn't happen? Um, and then the 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 piece of advice on the personal side is is investing in community. Um, so I think I think that. Uh, it can sometimes feel like a lonely role to be working in a startup. The reality is that there are many people that work in startups and have, have done this. Uh, and so it, it's actually not that isolating and, and lonely. And there are a number of people that, that care. And so um, it is it is a long journey. Founders need to be uh, resilient in the face of the the, the ups and downs of, of life in, in a startup. And so it's, it's really critical to invest uh, ideally before you start something in, in a community um and if 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 you don't have that then it's it's important after starting to invest in community to make sure that you're yeah you're, that you're in, engaged with other people
0: yeah i couldn't agree more i mean for the first point yeah i think having conviction is a superpower i mean people's attention spans are going to continue to go down slowly like i think the average attention span now is like eight seconds like we're goldfish at this point yeah for the second one like I've been really interested just watching these community based businesses grow or like having community as a strategy as like a go to market strategy. It's really interesting, so I think that's that's good piece of feedback too. have you guys thought through incorporating like a community layer to Amplio like have you thought through like best ways to engage customers and allow them to interact with each other to just exchange
1: value. Yeah, so we we have we have thought through that, and one one of the challenges is that that some of the some of the the folks are going to be competitive with each other, and so we we yeah. we're trying to think through through ways of of creating a community environment where it's 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 not necessarily crossing boundaries, um, but but I think I think it's it's really critical. So in 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 my world, using supply chain uh, SaaS products and working with with organizations. I, I got so much value of, of doing discovery with with these these folks where it essentially was like a therapy session where I talked about all the things that were difficult with with my job. And then they asked questions and and were able to help solve solve some of those problems. And so um, that that's if we're not able to, to to create a community where we're connecting our users together at a minimum, the desire is for our product managers and, and go to market team to have such high empathy for our customers that um that they find value in every interaction and and feel as though they've been heard and that that, um that we're actually building building products to help solve the pain that they're experiencing yeah
0: absolutely yeah i think like starting a community strategy is a i think it's a competitive advantage but the downside of that is just like it is a ton of work yes ton of work and a lot of it goes unrecognized Um, yeah
1: but it's interesting. Yeah, yep, that is, that is correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, what is a small change that you've made that's made a big difference in your life?
1: Yeah. So I, I think it's really similarly related to the the advice that I, I shared previously, but it's it's investing in in myself. So um, so I need to, as a, as a founder, I need to be resilient. Um, and I need to there are a lot of sprints that that are happening, um, but but building building Amplio is is much more of a marathon, and so I need to be I need to be taking care of myself. And so um, some of the some of the changes that that I've made, I I, I prioritize family time, prioritize exercise, uh, and prioritize just my my emotional health so that I can be resilient uh, for for the business and for my team, um, and then and then build for the long run. And 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 so. Um, I, I've I've worked in in organizations where the, the workload has been been really high and, and just have um, have prioritized work over over uh, what I just mentioned and I I decided early on with Amplio that the the best way for, for me to be most effective was was to make sure that I was taking care of myself uh, beforehand. Yeah. I feel like everything else just falls into place after that. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's yeah. You, you rarely meet somebody that has like the first two pieces of that equation, like family and like personal, like health down. And then like they're struggling with the third. I don't know. I and to, right. like, personally, I, I totally agree with it. Like I would much rather have like good relationships with my family and be in good physical health. Cause then like, if, if those matter, like everything else is kind of secondary.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And in one one exercise that I go through on uh on a on a yearly basis or when making big decisions is is escaping, So I think through what's what's the worst that can happen if this goes if this goes sideways and um as long as I have my family and my health, then there's really no like major worst-case scenario and, uh, and and can operate through anything. And so um so yeah, that that gives a lot of confidence and power and freedom to be able to be effective. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, if you had one
0: ask for our listeners, what would it be?
1: Yeah, so I th- I think in the in the evolution right now of, of Amplio is we're, we're we are prioritizing um, listening to to customers, understanding the the challenges and the pain that they're going through. And so, um, yeah, if if folks that are are listening operate in the supply chain world and want to chat with us about about the, the challenges they're experiencing and and uh and would be open to uh, a short therapy session um we'd love to love to chat with them and, and see um see if we can build something for them
0: yeah is it have you narrowed down like ideal customer profile at all is it like pretty general like anybody with supply chain issues or is it more granular than that
1: yeah so we we're focusing in the electronics industry so we're we're focusing on um, electronics component suppliers manufacturers um, and uh, th- those that are are tier one, tier two, tier three suppliers have globally complex supply chains um and, and are experiencing these these the supply chain challenges. So that that's our, our our first target market is the electronics world. Cool. Yeah. You can fit
0: that bill, give Trey a shout out. Please. Um cool, man. I told you I didn't want to eat up too much of your time. That runs through all the questions for me. Um Cool. Anything else I can help with though? Or still on the line? Like I guess it sounds like you're all checked out with fundraising stuff. I would say I could offer up intros if you're up for it, but I don't want to distract you because I know fundraising sucks. Um <laughs> <laughs> anything else you need help with though, like consider us a resource. Like I'm happy to happy to lend a hand where I can.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um yeah, so I, I think I think right now we're well, I was gonna say we're good. There's a lot to do, but I, I think. I think we're, we're we're good with with fundraising, and and similarly, I've I've really valued the, the visible product. So, um, if there's any anything I can do to to help you all, just let me know.
0: Yeah, any other founders that want help streamline and investor communication?
1: Yep. Yeah, so I um, I'm I'm a part of a, a co working space in Atlanta that is mostly entrepreneurs, and so I'll I'll um I'll just I'll send a blurb out uh, yeah. to the to... Yeah, that'd be sweet. Have you um? Do you interact a
0: lot with the there's a Techstars Atlanta office, isn't there?
1: There there is. I I know people that are that are there. I don't I don't really interact with with the program very much. Um, but I I I'm trying to get get more engaged there.
0: Cool. Yeah, I used to like when I was living in Charlotte, I used to go down there for demo days. Oh very, cool. Fairly often. Um yeah, I've been back to down to Atlanta in a minute, probably. Good, good time to get back. It's been a yeah. while.
1: Yeah. It is it it is approaching the best time to to come to Atlanta, where it's it's not not too cold, not too hot. Um, yeah. Weather's beautiful. Restaurants are amazing.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, it's a good June, time. July, to come August. I've done the South in the summer, and it's like the time you want to get out. So I got to- yeah.
1: You, you don't want to come during that time. <laughs> yeah. Too humid. Yeah, everywhere you go. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, well, all right, man. I appreciate you saying yes. This has been fun. Um, yeah, we will clean this up and i'll shoot something over to you just so you get uh, a chance to go through it just make sure we're all good before we shoot anything out Um, okay then yeah we can just go from there
1: okay awesome cool thanks clay cool cool thanks trey yep take care see you later